You're listening to the radio program Christ Alone with Darren Dolacek. Today's scripture reading is from the ESV translation, the book of Jeremiah, chapter 29, verse 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. Friends, the grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our Lord endures forever. May he add his blessing to the reading of his word. We are now in week two of our series of the top ten most searched for verses of 2015 from BibleGateway.com. No surprise to see this passage in the top ten. It has adorned coffee mugs, greeting cards, and graduation plaques for as long as such things existed. And truly, it is a great verse. But what does it mean? Truthfully, my reason behind a lot of this is to point out that sometimes verses ripped from their context don't mean what we actually think they mean, but usually what they really mean is far better than what they are misunderstood to mean. Jeremiah 29.11 is no exception. Reading this from the NIV translation, you can easily begin to see the problem. In place of plans for your welfare, which is in the ESV, NASB, and NRSV translations, the NIV reads, plans to prosper you. Upon hearing that, many in our culture run away with the word prosper and assume that this is a blanket promise to Christians guaranteeing financial blessing. It isn't. But the problems don't end there. Many also read this as a promise for Christians concerning our here and now life. The assumption is that God has plans for our welfare, or security, and safety, and plans that things will go well for us and give us a good future in this current life. But this message is in stark contrast to the New Testament message that the servant is not greater than the master, that if they persecuted Jesus, they will also persecute us. See John chapter 15 verse 20. Also, that we are promised that it is through many tribulations that we will enter the kingdom of God. See Acts chapter 14, verse 22. So, is there any message for us in Jeremiah 29, 11? Yes, indeed. And it is far better than a promise of some temporal blessing. This is a promise given to the children of God in their exile. Here, God is promising that He will bring them home, that they will be blessed and that he has plans for their future, meaning they are not going to be annihilated and forgotten. In many ways, the promise of God for his people today is exactly this same promise. Ultimately, though we may go through many trials and troubles, God will not abandon his people, and nothing can hinder his plans for our ultimate good. One day, Christ is going to return and set up his kingdom and rule for all eternity. All of those who are his will in that day be with him and in his joy forever. We will be showered with good welfare. We will have a fully realized hope, and our future truly could look no brighter than it will on that day. This is the hope of the Christian that one day our Savior will return and right all wrongs and fully rescue those who are His, those whom He died to save, so that our sins would be forgiven and we could be His forever. Let's pray. Father, give us eyes to see the ultimate wonderful hope that is ours in Christ and in Christ alone. In His name we pray. 
Amen. Thanks for listening to Christ Alone. If you would like more information on the gospel or would like to hear previous episodes, look me up on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Dolacek or find the podcast at christalone.podbean.com. Thanks for listening, and until next time, may the peace of God given by faith in the vicarious life and death of Christ be yours. Amen.